Well, greetings, folks. Apostle Lewis here with you. And this week on Weekly Kingdom Outlook, we're going to approach uh, a topic. Can we have too many prophets? Let's talk about that. But for right now, let me invite you to lewisdcn.com, where I have a bunch of product for sale, uh, downloadable and uh, viewable uh, videos, teaching manuals, stuff like that. Also, hey, whatever you're watching us on, whether it be Facebook, YouTube, Rumble, would you subscribe, like the video, share the video, helps the algorithms. It will really help us. We are on all three of those sites as uh, both uh, Lewis D. Santa Ministries and the Gate Church of Jacksonville. So if you want to get on there, that would be great. Also, you can download the Gate Church of Jacksonville. That's how you have to put it in. Gate Church of Jacksonville app. And you can get all this stuff right on your handheld device, on your iPad. And you can sit there and view it whenever you want. And we'd love for you to do that. Love for you to be a part of what we're doing. If you're in the Jacksonville area, you're looking for a church to be on fire with and grow and mature in the in the gifts and in the kingdom and your sonship, come and join us over at the Gate Church. We meet over in the grounds at UNF. Go to the J the uh, Woo! And you can always find everything with the Gate Church on that one. So I'm really glad that we're able to be here together today. Um, and let's talk about this. Uh, is it possible to have too many prophets? Is, is it something that we should limit? Or is it something we should openly invite? I, I love Moses in Numbers 11, verse 29. He states this. Oh, that all of the Lord's people were prophets. And that the Lord would put his spirit upon all of them. You know, isn't that just such a... Uh, just the humbleness of Moses. He's not jealous. What's going on here is, is some are being jealous uh, because others are prophesying. And they tell Joshua, Joshua runs to Moses, stop this, stop. And Moses says, you don't understand, man. I wish there was more of this. I wish God would make all his people prophets. And what he's saying is, I, what he's saying is, I wish everybody could have the spirit of the Lord upon them so they could hear his voice more accurately, better and move in these dynamics, okay? Now, that is fulfillment in the New Testament because we all get a spirit. We can all um, flow prophetically. We're going to talk about that. And uh, are all prophets? The Bible tells us no, but that's not the subject here. The subject is, do we have too many prophets? And my answer to that is no. Um, the church needs a growing and a maturing, accurate, prophetic community to help the church in good times and in bad. We, we, we need to hear the voice of the Lord. And you go, well, I'm the leader. Look, I'm the leader of my church. But God doesn't always speak through me. And, and, and God knows this. I don't expect him to tell me everything as an ego trip. I, I know what it requires me as a leader. And that means to listen to those people. I got so many wonderful seers and prophets around me that I listen to what they're getting. Now, I'm a prophet. I was ordained a prophet. I can get it myself. I get things myself. But I'm really more focused on the, you know, what I'm doing, directing the church. Why? I, I feel like the prophetic community is like our communications hub. And, and I don't think the, uh, a healthy church is one does not have an accurate prophetic voice. Now, listen to this. You know, I was, well, I'm very jealous for the prophetic, okay? And I'm, um, 
I was so amazed that I was able to hear God's voice, hear the voice of the Lord. And as a young man, I longed for a God who would speak to me. And growing up Catholic, you know, this was never a possibility under them. They never spoke about this. God was distant. You had to go through, like the priest could pray for you, but there was never any encouragement to know Jesus or the Father or the Spirit. Never, by the way, there was never even encouragement to know the Word of God. Okay? It was never encouraged. We were told God doesn't speak to us anymore. You know, people still say that God only speaks to the Word. You cannot say that. You cannot even by the Word declare that. The Bible doesn't even declare that statement. Why is it we do? Well, because sometimes we have a, a God that we think is incapable of doing the things of the Old Testament. I don't believe you're a, 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 a follower of a follower of Christ if you deny his power. I don't believe you are. I think you think you might be, but a follower of Christ must also follow his power today, not not go put it in the past tense. To be a true follower, that's what it'd be to follow. In character, which is Godliness and power, okay? And I so longed for this. And, and um, then I was called by the Lord when he spoke to me late one night, right? I'm in my office. Um, my office used to be the room in the front of the house right here. When we bought this house 30 years ago, we had we had no kids yet. And uh, then my son was born. We put him in this room. This was the smallest room. And we put uh, his, his nursery, but I would stay up. Um, we didn't move in here until 93. We had our son that year, but I would stay up over there and pray because I'd get home at midnight and I'd pray. I, I was hungry and I was also desperate in a sense. Like I, I just, I wanted God. I was, I, I was so desperate for him. And then God spoke to me in, in 93. I'd been saved for four years. He spoke to me and said, I called you to be a prophet. And that's all he said. Now, I didn't tell anybody. I didn't advertise. I didn't go get a business card. I did write it down. I did pray about it. And starting the following year and after that, I started getting prophetic words from prophets and stuff like that. And I was so amazed that, you know, because when I came to the Lord, I I came because he was a living Jesus and he could speak. I, I told my wife in 1988 when I was looking for God and she was a backslidden Baptist and she didn't say anything. She figured I was on a good journey. Just let me be on this journey. And I remember praying. And tell, I remember telling her this. It's so funny. I said, I don't care if God's a head of lettuce. For God to be God, he has to be a God who talks to us and we talk back. In other words, we can have communication. Otherwise, and I didn't know this. I didn't know scripture when I said this. I didn't know Paul said you've been carried away by dumb idols, idols that can't speak. I didn't know any of this stuff. But there was something in my yearning for God. It wasn't the Holy Spirit in me. It wasn't in me yet. But it was something in my DNA. Something. It, now, it was the Holy Spirit speaking to me. I just didn't know it. And he was speaking to me. And and he was saying, you know, he was putting this burden in me. Because I, I, don't, I don't ever want to say it was me. I know that it was God. 
And I didn't know it was God at the moment, right? I now can look back and reflect and go, man, God, you how you called me out of darkness like that. But I didn't know it then. And this is my journey. And it is really important that there is an accurate voice of the prophetic. Because the Word of God, listen, the Word of God doesn't tell you necessarily what to do. It's It doesn't tell you, go to Jacksonville. doesn't tell you. So when, 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 I love when ministers say God doesn't speak anymore. I said, well, how did you know to take this job as a pastor? Well, I felt like, uh, uh, and they're like, oh, yeah, you see, because the word of God didn't tell me to go to Jacksonville. The voice of God did. Now you might, only, might they get into, well, there's no prophets today. Why not? There's no apostles today. Why not? What scripture do you have? God wants us to prophesy. It is the only gift that God expressively, expressively says that we may all do it. 1 Corinthians 14, 31. For you can all prophesy one by one, that all may learn, and that we may all do it. I mean, that we all be encouraged. Okay? Look at prophecy is vital. The prophetic voice of the Lord is vital. All right? And and I think sometimes um, we forget that. Now, prophecies are to be judged, especially ones that are to the church, especially prophecies that are dealing with uh, great revelations and stuff like that. They are to be judged by the prophets. Okay? That's what it says. It says, First, uh, First Corinthians 14, 29 says, let two or three prophets speak and let the others judge. So prophecy is supposed to be judged. Does it line up with scripture? Now we're judging prophecy, not prophets. The way you judge prophets, prophets, prophets is not by the word, by what they're trying to attract. In other words, if I'm trying to pull people to follow me and not Jesus, or to follow a false god, not Jesus, that's a false prophet. There's a difference between a wrong word and a false prophet. False prophet has to deal with the heart. A, a false word or bad word is someone in training. It's someone just learning. You know, Peter had a wrong word. Far be it, Lord, that this should ever happen to you. Get behind me, Satan. You know, Peter had a wrong word. It's this is okay. Paul actually makes a mistake in 1 Corinthians. I wasn't called to baptize any of it, except I baptized Stephen's house and Gaius's house. And, and I can't remember if I baptized any others. Uh, but I wasn't sent to baptize. Why are you baptizing, right? You know, Paul, we understand in Scripture, Paul is having a thought and he's writing it out. Okay? And the third key I want to say to this is that remain, if you are called, look, if you are called to be a prophet, and you believe you're called to be a prophet, seek out ordained prophets and serve them. Serve them. You know why? Because prophets produce prophets. Prophets equip. Prophets train. And you need to hang around in the culture of the prophets because the spirit on the prophets gets on you. Okay? And... And just remain humble and teachable. And I find a lot, sometimes a lot of young prophets, you know, um, let me just tell you a story. I went to my pastor. I started getting words in 94. 
1998, I probably have about 15 words that I'm called to be a prophet from different prophets. Prophets who don't know me, prophets who don't know each other, and I'm getting these words from them. And I take them all on two cassette tapes to my pastor, and I go, Pastor, and I've been going there now eight years, okay? I go, Pastor, and I ushered for three and a half. He knows me, Pastor. Would you counsel me on these words? Because I really want to make sure I follow the Lord and do things right and accurately and, and in the right spirit. And I could really use some counsel on this. And he says, well, I'm going to tell you what I think about him. I said, well, that's what I want. I want your actual accurate counseling words on it. And God, God on all of them, there are all these prophets saying you're called to be a prophet. You know what he did? He never talked to me about him because he was a pastor. And he didn't know what to do with them. Now, instead of him going, hey, Lou, I don't know what to do with these because I'm not a prophet, but I know a prophet. He didn't do that. What he did was had his secretary call me, tell me he could come back and get his tapes, but never counseled me on it, ever, to this day. It's been 25 years. He's never counseled me on it. Don't be, look at, as a, as a one to be called a prophet, be humble, but also you pastors, if you don't know how to, what the prophetic's about, if you don't know what prophets are about, then do yourself a favor and just humble yourself and, and get them with probably, and if you don't know any prophets, find some. You should have a relationship with some prophets, some apostles, some other people with different gifts so it gets on you. And all of us need to remain humble because none of us are experts at this. And I find this is the hardest thing for me to sometimes um, tell pastors. You know, Mike Bickle wrote a book, um, uh, Growing in the Prophetic. He wrote it back in the 80s or 90s because he had so many, so many prophets. You know, they, you know the thing, uh, The Day It Thundered. It's about all the Kansas City prophets and all this. That was his church. And... Uh, Mike Bickle had to grow quickly uh, and allow these guys to grow and women to grow without shutting them down. And growing in the prophetic is for pastors. But, you know, I remember meeting his pastor in Key West. He goes, that's a great book for the prophets. And I said, hey, pastor, I said, have you read it? He goes, well, I said, hey, pastor, you need this book because this is for the pastors, not for the prophets. This is from a pastor's perspective of what to do when the prophetic shows up at your church and how to not squash it, but also deal with it. Also help it to thrive and give it some guidance. I do believe we all need to remain humble. I believe if you're at church and you're called to be a prophet, you have not been exalted above your pastor. You're not greater. It's not a ladder that you have climbed up over your pastor. Now you're better. Your pastor is just as called to a pastor as you are to a prophet. You are not overruling him. Okay? Remain humble. It's really, really important. Be submitted to the word. Very, very important. Okay? Because all your prophecies have to line up. Okay? And, and here's my conclusion. I would rather have more prophets than less. I would have rather have more of the prophetic than less. Silence is something the church was never meant for us to live in. We were meant to obey the voice of the Lord. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Not those who are led by the word of Scripture, but those who are led by the Spirit. When Paul went out, I want to ask you, 
Was Paul led by the word or was he led by the spirit? When Jesus went into the wilderness, was he led by the word or was he led by the spirit? It's very important that we understand those things and we don't make a mistake of thinking that one is better than the other at all. Amen. God bless you this week. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Starting July 11th, which this will be coming out on, we'll be doing the Melchizedek training and mentorship. Go to lewisdcn.com and you can get on there. And I love you and I'll talk to you later.